but you are not alone. Don't ever forget that. Mark Anthony asked me last week to, <clears throat> to speak today, and I'm very, very grateful to do so, and honored and excited to share with you uh, a little bit of what I am calling my pilgrimage, my journey into ministry. And in particular, talk about it within the context of community. This Bodhi Spiritual Center, this spiritual community that we all come to, we're going to explore the idea of community over the next few weeks together. But the word that really resonated with me for this week was the word home. Home. My homies. How many of you traveled this summer? Went to summer camp? went up to Lake Geneva, went downtown and ate some place you never ate before. You traveled somewhere to give yourself a vacation or a staycation or something to break up the quote-unquote monotony of our lives. How many of you did that? Okay. I have, I, I love my parents and I'm, I'm an only child and I don't know how the things get spread out in families uh, with siblings, but I've become my parents' travel agent. You know, I carry him like, oh my God, my parents are going on a trip and they need a hotel room in Washington, D.C. They need a hotel room in Boston. They need a hotel room in New Haven, Connecticut. And I said, you guys can just go online, check it out. We know, but you know where all the good deals are. <clears throat> so anyway, I booked their their trip, and they're actually, I think, on their way back from Washington, D.C. today. And I know one of the first things that my father is going to say when they pull into the driveway, feels good to be home. Say it out loud. It feels good to be home. It feels good to be home. The home that I'm talking about and I want to explore today is, is a physical home. It's good to be home. If you've ever traveled somewhere and you're sleeping on someone's bed and you wake up and your neck's all crooked and your back's jacked up, you know how your bed is. It may jack you up, but you know how it's going to jack you up, right? <laughs> it feels good to be in your own bed, in your own stuff, to eat your own food, to put on your own clothes, to wash with your own soap, to brush with your own toothpaste, whatever it may be, it feels good. And that, to me, is an outer representation of a metaphysical home where it feels good to be in the home of our hearts. And that's what our reading speaks to today from the Pilgrim Heart by Sarah York. I want to read it again. Pilgrimage takes us into what she calls homescapes, places where we feel an inner rootedness, where we know intuitively that even if we are in a strange, wild, and faraway place, we are home. Such places deepen our sense of belonging and creation and invite us into the wilderness of our own hearts where we are more open to spiritual transformation. This is an element of being called into a pilgrim space where we meet the home of our heart and bring it back to the home of our lives. 
I am here to say this morning, Bodie, it's good to be home. I've, I've, been, <clears throat> I've been on a journey. I really, I don't know why, but I like the word pilgrimage. It speaks to me. Last week, we honored the nine, divine nine, uh, our latest and greatest uh, class of graduating spiritual counselors here. And we honored myself just finishing my ministerial training as well. And, but there's something about the word pilgrimage. Those people went on a pilgrimage. I went on a pilgrimage. You are on a pilgrimage. And I am a word nerd. So I go to the interwebs or the physical dictionary, and I look words up. This is what a pilgrimage There's lots of definitions, but this is the one that resonated with me. A pilgrimage can be defined as a journey to a shrine or other sacred place. A journey to a shrine or other sacred place. The description in our reading this morning of a pilgrimage being going to the home of our heart and discovering and bringing it back to the home of our lives. That's what this journey, what this pilgrimage has been for the past three years of intensive study for me in ministerial school. I didn't go there to get a master's degree in consciousness studies. I really didn't even go there to get a license to call myself a minister and put three letters in front of my name. Those were the literal physical benefits that I received from that work. But the biggest takeaway from that whole experience was a greater understanding and acceptance of God as my life. In this summer, since I've, I, I finished school in May, and I had a, a, a graduation for the actual academic portion of the program on June 1st, and then just a few weeks ago in, uh, in August, early August, I was going through the process of being licensed as a minister, where I had to go before a panel of three people and basically defend my consciousness. They said, what are you up to, for real? Um, and, and there was a big celebration that took place around that. And then last weekend, I came home, and we celebrated here at Bodie. I have been on a pilgrimage of love to the dwelling place, the shrine of my heart, where the sacred lives and indwells, moves and has its being. And my, my journey and my pilgrimage really did not start three years ago. It started nine years ago when I came to the very first service known as the Bodhi Spiritual Center. I was invited by Miss Kim Revere, said, you got to come check this thing out. It's going to be awesome. And I said, okay. And what I heard in that first message was a very powerful intention by Reverend Mark Anthony for this community. He said, we are here to do three things. Reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life. Say that with me. Reveal love, honor all paths. Celebrate life. When I, knew, when I heard that, I knew I had found my spiritual home. In those words, something resonated within me that said, okay, Daryl, 
These people aren't trying to tell you what to think and how you should be in the world. Rather, these people are, are coming together to affirm and witness and applaud and appreciate all that you are. This is what I had been looking for, and I knew that I was home. So we're going to talk to one another a lot today, so you just going to have to get over it. If you're like, quit making us do that, turn to someone next to you, look at them in the eye. Look at them in the eye. Don't half-ass this. Look at someone in the eye. And say to them, repeat after me, I am here to affirm, witness, and appreciate all that you are. Look at someone else right in the eye. I am here to affirm, witness, and appreciate all that you are. And let's do it one more time. No one in this room is a victim to not getting any attention this morning. Look at someone in the eye and repeat after me. I am here to affirm, witness, and appreciate all that you are. Thank you. That is right. The first intention of this community is reveal love. The phrase reveal love has an embedded in it a very, very powerful truth. That truth is, is that love is ever present. It isn't something that you get. It isn't something that you make or create. It doesn't go anywhere and come back. It doesn't go on vacation. Love just is. And if it appears to go somewhere, if it appears to take a vacation from your life, it isn't something that you have to create. It's something that you reveal. I just keep seeing, like, the image of this as I was meditating on it. This is my sweat rag, y'all. Um, <laughs> is, is, is if love is in the palm of my hand, there are conditions and things in our lives that cover that up sometimes. And all we need to do is take the veil off. And it's still there. I was honored yesterday. Those of you who know Shakti and Satyam, they got married yesterday. <clears throat> and I was, I was honored with the privilege of performing their wedding. And one of the gifts that I received from their union and from meeting with them is they dropped a new word into my vocabulary around the word love. When I ask them, I always meet with couples and say, what, so what, is, what does wedding mean to you? You're doing this thing. You've already said yes in some way. What is the actual day about? And they said, we are making a vow and a commitment to always assume love with one another. Always assume love. It's the one time that you're allowed to make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> always assume love. The process of revealing love can be very quick. We just did it. It took a couple of seconds. I'm here to appreciate, love, and honor all that you are. Boom. Love in the house. And we do that to cultivate something. We do that to cultivate love. But there is a journey in love. Love isn't stagnant. Love does not sit still. Love is something that is active, and it is constantly calling us 
to be more. And that's something that I stole from Mark Anthony in one of his weddings that I heard him do that I offered to the couple yesterday. But it doesn't matter if you're getting married in physical form and relationship. You're constantly wedding and wooing life. And you must assume love. Make an agreement with life for love to come first, that you move from love, as love, for love, by love. The second intention of this community is honor all paths. Reverend Mark Anthony calls this community a trans-denominational community. We transcend needing to label ourselves as anything in particular when it comes to a religion or a philosophy, although we ascribe to a certain teaching. We transcend from the trappings of saying there is only one path that leads to God. Rather, we honor all paths. So you may come from a journey, a path of Catholicism, Judaism. You may have roots in the Muslim practices. You may be pagan, Lutheran, Wicca, Methodist, Episcopalian, Buddhist, Presbyterian, Mormon, Hindu. Come from a scientific worldview or a philosophical one. You may appreciate that of agnosticism or atheism. It doesn't matter. Come on. We honor all paths that lead you into this room. It doesn't matter what path you came from. It doesn't really matter what path you were on because the one thing that we honor and know is that all paths lead, all paths lead to love, lead to God, lead to spirit. And this honoring of all paths doesn't stop in the conversation of religion. It is true of all areas in your life. So you may be gay or lesbian, straight, bisexual, bicurious, transgender. We love you just as you are. I love me just as I am as a straight man. I love you just as you are as whatever you may define yourself as being. Heck, you may call yourself a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan. I dare say you may call yourself a Bears fan or a Packers fan. I don't really care. I really don't care. (laughs) The point that I'm trying to make and getting a little silly is that it really doesn't matter. We are here to come together as community. And oftentimes when we come into a relationship, into a new relationship, or redefine a relationship, so the relationship of this community, the relationship that you have with it, Oftentimes, we step into relationships looking for, okay, where am I different? How am I not going to fit in? So let me make sure I hide that. Let me put forth a good picture so everyone will like me. I do that. We all do that. Don't make it wrong. But what I'm here to tell you is that these intentions are very powerful. We're here to reveal love and honor all paths. We can't honor all of your paths if you don't let us see you. So let this community see all the paths of your life. The third intention of Bodhi is to celebrate life. We want to get down. In the midst of everything going on in your individual and in our collective lives, we come together to celebrate life. This is what we practice every day, or we say we do. 
But in particular, we come together as community to practice it here and now. We call this a celebration service, not a worship service. It's a celebration service. We may sing songs and talk about worship and devotion and praise, but we come together to create a field of joy and celebration, period. Not because something happened, just because life is happening. Yes? And there is something very subtle in that statement, celebrate life. It implies something, again, there's lots of of undercurrents and implications and undertones to these very three simple phrases. Celebrating life, in order to celebrate life, where must you be? Say it out loud. Where must you be? Say it a little bit louder. Where must you be? In the present moment. You can't, I mean, you can say, I'm going to celebrate my life 10 years ago. That was good when I got that job 10 years ago. Oh, I love that. That was so awesome. And it probably was. But life is not happening 10 years ago. Some of us like to wait to celebrate, right? Oh, well, I'll celebrate once everything's okay. Once I do get that job, once I do have that relationship, once I do have that educational degree, once I do have once I, once I, once I, once I, no. There's a very powerful practice in that statement, celebrate life. You must be no other place than right here and right now, in this very room, in the center of your life. These, these three intentions speak volumes to me. And we could sit and marinate with them for a long time today. And the thing, the thing that I love about them is that the whole process of Bodhi coming about, Mark Anthony engaged in this practice called visioning. And very simply, it is, it is nothing more than a meditation where you sit still and you take the best of your ability, all of the preconceived notions and ideas of how you think life should be, you set them down on the floor of your consciousness, and you say, show me. I am here, I am ready, I am willing to receive divine guidance and direction from life, from the universe itself. That is what Mark Anthony and, all, and the team that he had visioning with him received about Bodhi, that we are here to reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life. These are powerful intentions, and they literally become practices. Not only things that we can do in, 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 in community, Lord knows when you get wherever two or more are gathered, there's some attitude. Right? Hey, come on. I'm just keeping it real. I like pepperoni pizza. Carrie doesn't like pepperoni. Wherever two more are gathered, there's some attitude. I want pepperoni. I want cheese. But in the midst of that, we get to reveal love. There's nothing right or wrong. I just like pepperoni pizza. She doesn't. Why don't we each get a different slice and sit down and enjoy being together? I'll honor the path of your cheese, and you honor the path of my pepperoni. So what we can do 
as I'm, I'm speaking globally in terms of this community, but I'm, I want to talk about you for a minute. You can do these very simple three things in the community of your life, the community of your heart. Take a deep breath in and out. So, I ask you some questions. Where is love looking to be revealed in your life? Where could you lift the veil of separation and reveal the eternal love and connection of God? What path or paths in your life, past or present, are you not honoring? Or what path in your life right now is seeking your attention? We must honor all of who we are, all of ourselves, to greater reveal the love that indwells within our life. And lastly, I ask, are you celebrating your life right now? Are you celebrating your life right now, or are you waiting for something to happen? I heard some ooms in the rooms that hit someone's cord. Life is happening right now. Your life is happening right now. Regardless of what should you put in front of you, your life is happening. So accept it. Honor it. Pick it up. Love it. Nourish it. Celebrate it. Share it with someone. The best, the best place to begin, at least where I began, learning how to reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life is here in this community. I did not have the tools on my own and of my own will to do that. I love the word should. I should do this. I should do that. I was shouldn't all over my life. And should paralyzed me. It kept me from my good, is how some people would like to say it. I started taking classes here. I got prayer after service. I called up people in moments when I needed help. I asked for help. Oh my God, I asked for help. And in those simple practices, I began to reveal love. Reveal love for myself, first and foremost. If I can't, if I can't reveal love for myself, enough said. It's a little challenging to do it elsewhere. But we can activate it outside of ourselves, too. Sometimes, that's the beautiful thing about community. Sometimes our should is so deep, our should is so thick, we can't even get inside. We need someone else to reach into and touch our heart. We need someone to come up and hug us and then shake us and say, get it together, man. That is the beauty. That is, that is what I love about the Bodhi Spiritual Center. That is what I love about spiritual community. We come together to reveal love, honor all past, and celebrate life within ourselves and outside of ourselves. 
We are here to support, love, nourish, protect, guide, and direct one another. We are here to stumble and fall and reach out and have someone pick us up. As our reading said this morning, that we meet the home of our heart and bring it back to the home of our lives. There's so many metaphysical ways that we can look at that idea. And I want to just drop this as an idea. Even if you did not go on a vacation this year, you have been on a pilgrimage from the moment you were born. You have been on a journey to seek, to discover, and to move into powerful relationship with love like never before. There have been things that have come in and out of your life, people that have come in and out of your life, work that has come in and out of your life, physical conditions that have come up and gone away, but there's something in the center of your beingness that is the same. That is you. That is the divine. That is the God of your own being. That is the love, the intelligence, the wisdom of life itself. That is what... I believe we have all come together here to explore. Yes? That is what I believe we have all come together to know, to remember that we're not alone. You may go home tonight and sit in an apartment by yourself and feel lonely. You can feel sorry for yourself, but you are not alone. You can get up and pick up the phone and call somebody. You can walk out of your house and just look at some beautiful people walking down the street because this city never sleeps. There is someone always around. You are never alone. And if you can't get up out of your bed and off of your couch, tap the presence of the divine. Sit in stillness and say, Oh God, I feel lonely in this moment, but I want to know that I am not alone. Show me, give me an experience of connection, and then let go. Take a deep breath in. I invite you to turn within. 